Listen, I've got to stop him before he destroys the whole world. And I'm going to need your help to do it. Don't get me wrong. This is way above your pay grade. Your chances of survival are slim to none. But you're all I've got. Are you down? The Adventure Zone by Griffin, Travis, Clint, and Justin McElroy. Art by Carrie Peach. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast bard is the one, the only. One podcast to rule them all, and in the darkness bind them. Travis Rats here. Travis Rats, giving you the Tolkien for some strange reason, but we'll roll with it today. Travis and I bring you the Comic Exposure Podcast, where we dive into some comic books, and we have an episode for you today, ladies and gentlemen, where we're we're diving into a graphic novel. Uh, We are reading The Adventure Zone, Here There Be Gerblins, the first volume uh, following the exploits of the McElroys, their father, and Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, written by the McElroy brothers with art by Carrie mm, Peach. 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 I'm, I'm just going to go with yours. That sounds good. The art by Carrie. Carrie does the art yeah, on this yeah, bad yeah. boy. We're talking high fantasy um, here, so we're, we're talking get, we're get a lot of pronunciations well, wrong. High fantasy with lowbrow jokes. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. we've got going on. High fantasy, lowbrow jokes of the Adventure Zone. Uh, here there be Gerblins, Volume One. I believe they are on their third volume. Is out. Uh, this book follows the exploits of the uh, very popular uh, podcast Adventure Zone, where the McElroys of the My Brother, My Brother and Me fame play a Dungeons and Dragons campaign with their pappy. Yeah, so yeah. them and their dad play Dungeons and Dragons. So, Travis, I had mentioned this as a possibility for us to to read and you jumped at it for some reason that i do not understand but we're gonna get there yeah, yeah. Uh, i think you're like let's just bank some podcasts let's, <laughs> let's do it um so i am a fan of my brother and my brother and me i have listened to all of the adventure zone i had this pre-ordered uh from the mcelroy's before it came out so this has been in my possession for a while now because it came out i don't know two years ago maybe a year 2018. So the first edition came out in 2018. So I've wow, had it since. They've had a lot of, of stories since then. So they've got two. So these came out in one chunk. So volume one came out in one chunk. So the podcast, the original Adventure Zone that this is Balance, which is the, the story arc that this is that this is all based on, I think I want to say 60 episodes. So this oh, is wow. probably the first set of that, but this is the first arc in their Dungeons and Dragons campaign, and it okay. and it has mirrored itself into this. This goes this Dungeons and Dragons campaign goes to some Mad Max car races. Okay. It goes to uh, all espionage. So it goes genre to all of the place. Yeah, it jumps from place to place, but it's always these characters in this world that they're creating. Okay, uh, in, in this. So here's what I want to know, Travis. Oh, yeah. You know nothing. I know about the adventure zone. I I, I know nothing about the adventure zone. So this is a book that when we talk pre-show, post-show, we talk about what we're reading. You've mentioned this a couple of times, like I'm reading this. Uh, and it's kind of always like, oh, I'm kind of reading this. And then when we were trying to come up with our uh, post Marvel of Summer, we were talking about some books that we could do. Um, and you mentioned this one. I'm like, oh, you've talked, you've talked about. Normally, if you talk about something long enough, I'll give in and we'll read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I was like, all right, let's do it. I like fantasy. I like high fantasy. And, uh, you know, I liked uh, I hate Fairyland. I'll, I'll probably make some comparisons uh, to that as as we go through it. Uh, this is um, a genre that I like. And it's uh, to me, it was an interesting concept. How do we take a po- podcast and translate it into a actual graphic novel? 
uh, comic book, um, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I want to I want to talk a little bit about D and D because I know that you're you're much more. I've I've played D and D s games twice, yeah. and they were both with you. I think we played. I know for sure it was once. I was there once. It may you have been twice. Been tw- it may have been twice. Yeah. And yeah. I was so excited about this. I right. since I was a kid, I always wanted to play D and D. But mm-hmm. none of my friends were into that stuff. I had a cousin who had it, but he was like, you're, you're not, you're too young. You can't, because it was always like this dark. There was always like this, it was the 80s, early 90s. Yeah, you can, you can play it super dark. You can play it super light. You could play it anywhere in between. As you can see by the book that we are reading here, yeah. it does not have to be like a dark tale that you're weaving so i got i've got several dungeons and dragons questions for you first of all let's yeah. hear give the audience what is your background did you play as a kid did you play any of these uh, so called like role, role playing yeah games role playing games yeah i i played a lot of like role playing video games when i was a kid so i played a lot of final fantasy and zelda and um you know though draken and, and the games that were on super nintendo and nintendo were sort of my my role playing games back in the day when i was a kid um, I played one, I never really played Dungeons and Dragons until I was older, but there was a board game that I had that a buddy and mine always played that was like Dungeons and Dragons light. It was like, if you didn't want to write a campaign and you didn't have someone who could do all of the, you know, you didn't want to roll a character and do you, all you this played, extra uh, stuff. You played Candyland. So it was called Hero Quest. <laughs> and Hero Quest is this much sought after board game today. A a good copy of it on eBay goes for like two hundred or three hundred dollars for wow. this game from the from the early nineties or late eighties. Um, but that was one that I played with one of my friends. Uh, and uh, we would invite whoever could be our, our dungeon master on to kind of run the campaign for us. And and so we would play that game. Um, but I never really played Dungeons and Dragons until I was in my 30s. Because like, like actual I, like trademark actual trunch marks and Dungeons and Dragons until I was in my 30s. And that really is because when junior high hit, I got into rock and roll. Right. So I played music and like I was in, you know, I was learning how to play the bass and guitar in junior high. And then I was in punk bands through through high school and and so that's where I like I left comic books behind and I left the idea of maybe playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons behind. Well, On top of that, I, I had friends who played like Vampire the Masquerade and Magic, like the card games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I spent my money when I was younger on comic books. And then after that, it was all about music. So I, I left those things sort of and never did them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Dungeons and Dungeons. I thought I'm having a hard time saying that word. It's not good for this podcast. Um Correct me if I'm wrong. It's, it was kind of an expensive, pricey item for a kid, too, right? Well, still, like, not they used necessarily. To have, they used to have, remember the malls used to have, like, the magic store and, like, the role-playing stores? Magic magic can be pretty expensive because you're buying cards. Yeah. Dungeons & Dragons, a lot of it is, like, in your mind. So if you have the rule book, and you might need a character book that tells you the stuff, but those aren't cheap necessarily. But the best thing about, I think, something like Dungeons & Dragons is you don't need miniatures you can use them if you want and that might be fun but you can run the whole thing in your mind and all you need is a set of dice and just the rule book yeah and you and you could play it right i Um, I remember those stores in the mall man it was as a kid it was like you were going into like a higher level geekdom like it was almost like a museum like yeah. pewter wizards and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was the mall was all tile, but that that store was like wood flooring and <laughs> they didn't have a lot of items. And there was yeah. only like, ever like one or two people in there. And it, I guess it's the equivalent of comic book shop intimidation where like you wanted to go in there and check it out, but you didn't know anything about the world. So you're like, they're going to make fun of me. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it was always I remember that being like the mall stop that I always kind of wanted to be a part of. And those don't exist anymore. Those stores, I don't think they exist anymore. Even though I, I haven't seen, like there were, there, they turned more. So there's been this resurgence of tabletop gaming. I was going to say, right. Yeah, I was gonna ask and about so that. there's a lot more of, ta- like we have a bunch of tabletop games, like a bunch of like board games. Uh, we, you know, we've got, I've got a handful of D and D light games. Uh, I have D and D's Dungeons and Dragons has a set where like it's, 
it's tiles that you lay out and that becomes, I think that's what you yeah, played. Yeah, that's when what you I played, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we played the Wrath of a Shardalon, which yeah. is like D&D light. Uh, and then I've got Descent, which is a similar sort of thing. The campaigns are all written for you, so you don't have to do the extra work of it. Um, but then we also have, we've got like a Jurassic Park board game and we've oh, got, nice. you know, a Die Hard board game and, and all of these different, there's been this resurgence in, in board games. Um, and it's fun. It's, it's a good way. So what I use it for as a man in my thirties is a reason to have people over poker and night drink. For nerds. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like poker night, but I don't care about poker. I'd much rather like tell a dumb story and be pissed that I rolled a one. Yeah. Right. And, and for a reason that matters, right? Like that poker is the same thing. Like you get dealt a hand and you play it and you're like, Oh shit, I got a two. But when you get a two in poker, it doesn't mean that the giant spider killed you. Right. right like, right. It, it, so I think there's this, yes, it's just a, a game of dice. It's like gambling, but instead of gambling with money, you're gambling with a story. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think you mentioned about like the, the statues and yeah. the misconception that you need those to play, and that's a big part of the game. What do you think uh, civilians who don't play a lot of tabletop games, what's a misconception they have about these these games? I, I think that, I think that you know, I, I'm, I'm not as deep in it as other people are, but I think that it's pushed off as, like, that's the most nerdiest of nerd culture. It is. Right? It, it does seem to be, like, the like, sub-basement of the nerds. It's below comic books, like right? Like, like, we're a comic book yeah, podcast, yeah. but I feel like some people would feel like a board game, like, but I don't know, dude. It Board game stuff, there are YouTube channels that get tons and tons of hits that do reviews for board well, games and especially with um um the gofundme and those kind of sites uh, right where people can create their own games you know right and so like i think that just like comic books board games is very niche right but there's no giant movies about those niche games so for you and i who are comic book guys we get a boost of credibility because uh you know um, you have big time actors playing the characters we love on screen and that movies and, make a billion dollars. And the comics themselves are, are worth sometimes millions, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars if you've been collecting. And there's there's uh, yeah, you, but the movies really did amp that up. Um, right. And made it a little more acceptable. Right. Like you will have a T-shirt with Captain America on it. And I think that they're like properties that everybody knows when you play Dungeons and Dragons, you are making your own characters, your character. That's so you what I always loved about it. I always you wanted couldn't to have make a, a character. You can't have a t-shirt that everybody's going to recognize and be like, oh, that's Harold the Goblin. Everybody knows Harold the Goblin, yeah. right? It's from that famous, but no, like your t-shirt, no, no, Harold's the Goblin that I made. That's yeah. my, that's the Goblin I play. Only I know. And the people in my group know. Yeah. I think know? like Stranger Things has kind of brought back a resurgence in the old D&D. I think so. I think so too. We are actually rewatching Stranger Things. With, I just uh, rewatched season three. Just the last we, two days. I love it. We're, we just made it to season two with our son. So our son never watched it when it came Ooh, out. But he's scared? not. He's nine now. Nah, he's cool with it. We watched the first season. We just started. We watched episode one of season two. That's a so scary. That's, oh, episode one of season one is a scary episode. It is. It is. But he, we're he, he's he's liking it. He likes it a lot. So it's been fun to it's been fun to rewatch it with like a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, it is it is the equivalent of those types of stuff we talk a lot about when we talk about like. Ernest scared stupid or it's not as stupid as that it's like no good quality stuff but it is that spielberg s you know it is very it's like a touch above um the explorers or a touch right. above you know yeah. like it's yeah, done at it, its highest quality it's that stuff done right at it's quality it's b-side it's, it's spielberg done at its highest quality I would even say it, it's it's spielberg meets john carpenter yes right because you yeah, yeah. get that that gross John Carpenter vibe, but and it's, with set, the, it's set in the music, yeah, too. yeah, but the heart and magic of Spielberg, right, right, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 one more question here before we get into yeah. like the podcast this is based on is done <laughs> before we get into the actual book. And all that stuff. <laughs> uh, the um, Dungeon Masters, this I don't quite understand their role in these games, and like, what is it? Is is what kind of responsibility does a Dungeon Master have? So in a game like Dungeons and Dragons, where the campaigns, if a campaign isn't pre-written for you, you create the 
the borders for the story. You, my friend, would be an excellent dungeon master because I, that you're seems a, like amazing. Because you're a storyteller. Right. So what you get is you get this book, and this book is filled with monsters and it's filled with all the background information about the land and the area. So you don't necessarily have to write the the, the big deep the world. You could add whatever you want to the world, or you could steal pieces from you the world. You could make it funny, you could make it serious, you could make it right. se- sexy. But it's a, you can make it a it's sexy essentially game. Yeah, it's <laughs> essentially giving you a bloop, it's giving you a toy box with which to pull in. You're like, you know what? I want to use a bugbear. That's what they're going to run into. Okay, here's what a bugbear stats are. And then you go like, well, how are they going to meet this bugbear? And you get to sort of develop that. So in this story, what I think is interesting, and maybe we're not there to talk. I'm going to yeah, save that yeah, until yeah. we get into the actual book. So what's what's your next sort of question about the podcast that this is based yeah, on? Yeah, so uh, again, yeah. you said that you, you, got, you fell into this because you were a fan of their broader podcast, My Brother. Yeah, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Yeah. And there's a little bit on this book that tells you uh, in the uh, the beginning a little bit about that, but doesn't really go into the podcast too much. Right. Um, and I have not listened to the podcast. I, I made a commitment to you to not listen to the podcast because you wanted my fresh take uh, on this. Right. Yeah. So is the premise for the podcast like it's two brothers and they, they get their dad who's never played D&D before? So there are three brothers and their their original show, My Brother, My Brother and Me, is a fake advice show. They take Yahoo questions or Yahoo answers questions and then people who write them for advice and they give really bad advice. The three brothers give really oh, bad advice. that's a good advice. premise. And, and, they're, and they're not comedians by by trade or anything. No, they were they were like video game writers, mm. right? And now they're professional podcasters and, you know, like media personalities now because of it. So they... Must be nice, Josh. So this game of... <laughs> yeah, right? This, this podcast, The Adventure Zone, is essentially them sitting down to play Dungeons and Dragons with their dad. Right. So their dad is a butt of lots of jokes on their other podcasts. He would go on tour with them and introduce the podcast and stuff like that. So they said, let's do a podcast where we play D&D with our dad. So I don't think any of them had really played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons before this. Maybe um, their dad hadn't, I don't think, because he's a terrible Dungeons and Dragons player. Like in you see that joke throughout the book, but you can't you don't know it if you haven't listened. to the Yeah, podcast, I assumed maybe. that. I I I couldn't tell if the elf was a girl or a boy. The elf is a boy, boy but but talk, yeah. So, but he plays it as a, a as sort of a flamboyant, yeah, uh, gay elf, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and so, um, a but actually, fluid elf, right? Um, but I think that that's this. Um, so that's essentially the premise. Is so they start. So if you buy Dungeons and Dragons, the starter kit, it comes with a campaign. That starts just like this one. See, oh, see, that's yeah, but like, but small they stuff that. they named the characters because I have this D and D campaign okay. that this is based on. But at the end of this, and sort of the spider thing and all of that, what that looks like takes a giant turn from the actual campaign. So then they go into genre stuff. Then they start just having fun in the world that they're creating. So the Bureau of Balance and sort of like the can't you can't hear the word, that sort of thing. When that starts to happen, that's when uh, Griffin changes up the story. Got and he it. just uses this beginning to start off their podcast because they didn't know they didn't know it was going to be a this is a long it's still going on. They're playing a different game now. Right. They've played a couple of different types of games. Um, and this Dungeons and Dragons one went on for, I, I want to say 60, but it might even be more than 60 episodes. Like in their two hour episodes, right? Wow. Where, where they are playing the game live play. Would you roll? I rolled a 20. Yeah. Like you're, you know, like they're playing it out. It's a live play podcast where they do the voices for the characters. They have the conversations in character and all of that is translated into this book. So parts aren't there, you know, it's condensed. Um, but and what's it, that it really, one called? Cause it's not the same as my brother. It's the adventure zone is the okay. name of that okay. podcast. So yeah. 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 So, uh, so to get into the book. So basically as Josh set up it, it, the book reads, especially in the beginning, like you're like someone's playing a D and D game and you are just the cameras in the characters are the characters. You follow three characters, Magnus, uh, Tycho and Merle. I think I pronounced Taco. 
Taco. Taco. Taco. Yeah. Magnus, okay. Taco, and Merle. Again, I don't yeah. You get Again, yeah. but the thing is that's the you thing. Like what's what what are you gonna name your what are you gonna name your D D character? Taco, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. a dumb you, and then like, like he, that's the dude who like when everyone else is taking it seriously, you have one who wants to make it a joke, and you're like, dude. <laughs> or but he ends up playing one of the most like Taco ends up being a very compelling character in this. You can see their characters sort of grow as they do this story. I want to talk about that later. Yeah. Yes, because that, yeah. that is something that I picked up on as well. Uh, the the engagement the reader has in this book as it goes along, and so yeah. you, and then so you have those three. Uh, I, I'm guessing that um, Merle is the dad, and then you have the. Th- third brother who is the dungeon master and he pops right. in that and in the comic he actually pops in a lot as like an extra bubble in the yeah. in the scene which breaking that kind of fourth wall of the game and then it's the the characters going in and battling different things like they battle orcs and they battle gerblins and they uh they battle all these different creatures that you expect to find in in high fantasy and other characters that you you don't. Yeah. Meanwhile, there is an attention paid to oh you lost these hit points or this is going to cost you this much or you yes, can't cast slot, that spell. Right? So yeah. they throughout the whole all their little mini adventures they do have that running device of the dungeons and dragons game so unlike i hate fairyland which is a spoof uh, or a funny take on high fantasy this is that but it's also this breaking of the fourth wall play it's a very meta comic book about a podcast that's about play you know what i mean like it's a it's a so you have a group of people who would consider themselves probably like podcast comedians, right? Like right. they tell jokes, they make jokes together as brothers on a podcast for whatever that they play this, this live act, they play this role-playing game, a live play of it. So that's, you know, like when you listen to that podcast, you're listening to them play this game, making up a story. And then what we do is we, we'd like, squish that down a little more compress what that is a little more take out all of the talk about every role they make and what decisions they're going to do and push it into a story but still let the it's a game element sit in there because griffin the brother who's the dm the dm is an important part of the podcast right right and and not necessarily an important part of the comic the, well, not necessarily an important part of the story because the DM essentially just plays all of the other characters. Right. Yeah. So when you're the DM, you would get to be the voice of the extra god, the extra orc they meet. Oh, or that's the, awesome. You know, the DM is the extra orc. Griffin plays Barry Blue Jeans. Griffin plays all these other characters in the conversations while they're doing the podcast. But to make, but to keep this frame of reference of like, when you're listening to a live action role-playing game, the DM says stuff a lot where they introduce something. They go like, you can't do that. Here's why that's against the rules or you tried to do that, but it doesn't work. So you inject that in here and it makes it a much different way to tell a fantasy story. Now, um, do you, what do you think about turning a podcast into a comic? I think that's a brilliant idea. It seems very hard to do, but this seems like the perfect like way to do that. So when you heard that they were turning this into a comic where you're like, how does that look? Or could you kind of picture it? Well, I think I'm surprised they leaned into the role playing game of it as much as they did, because like I listened to or have listened to a couple, a handful of live action, live, live play role. Yeah. That's not, that's not necessarily an original idea. Right. Well, the, I, right. Like I've listened to a lot of the podcasts where people do a live play of a game. Right. Yeah. And they take and some of those are 120 episodes, part whatever of this giant campaign. It's a group of friends doing it. So you're just telling a big story. You're like a room. It's like a writer's room. Yeah. So you're creating a story together. So I'm not so that lends itself to going like, oh, man, we told a really good story. Let's turn it into something. Yeah. Right. Um, it would be like the shadow being a, you know, or Dick Tracy being a radio show. And that, you know what I mean? Right, like that's yeah, sort of right, the yeah. stories are even laid out. Now, can you follow this? I'm sorry. And we're going to get into this book in a second, but can you follow if, if I, I'm going to listen to the podcast after we do this podcast, you obviously. will definitely, you'll, it'll go. Yep. I get all of it. And, and it follows like they, like Gerblins is like the first adventure and yeah. like, okay, this is how the, this is the very first, the, the book is following the podcast in, in order because 
this is one giant story that starts like this, but then these three characters get embroiled in all of this other stuff and then get pulled into this much larger fantasy world. So it's the same three characters. You're following their giant epic story um, through each of these volumes. So here's my question for you to flip it around for a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. have you have no background on this. I asked you to read a comic book based on a podcast. One, you don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Two, you've never heard the podcast. Yeah. Three, why? Why Why were you like, yeah, sure, let's do it, Josh? I think I liked, uh, for me, I, I like people who take uh, big stabs at things and try to do something original, even if it fails in execution. And I, this doesn't fail. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and so I was like, wow, how would you, like, so if I read this comic, you're telling me there's a podcast I can go listen to after it? You know, yeah. it's kind of like that that type of you'll thing. You'll get to hear the characters' voices. You'll get to understand the... So did I, you feel reading this that you were missing jokes or that you were missing beats? Yeah. Uh, so... Or missing the, references might yeah, be my let, better. Let, let me talk about... The, so to answer that question, let me talk about things, my, my, my experience reading it. So I opened <laughs> yeah. it up and I started reading it. And like the first issue, I was like, okay, yeah, it's it. there's some there's some some fun in it. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know enough about D and D culture that I understand like hit points and, and like you, you can't cast that spell or, you know, yeah. that type of thing or critical hit or whatever it is. Um, and, but the, the jokes to me, the dynamic, like, cause I haven't heard them interact with each other. I thought all three voices sounded very, very similar all three characters were making the same kind of jokes and were kind of like the same type of character except there's visually represented differently but by like the third episode those characters started becoming more defined in themselves and i was like oh i guess and that's now you kind of gave me a little bit more of the background of it I guess that makes sense because I'm like, oh, these characters, normally when we sit down and write a story, they're not like you kind of have an idea of who these characters are and you flush and fleshed right. out. Here, the characters are being fleshed out and fleshed as out you tell the story. as you tell the story. Yeah. So they at first they all kind of sound very similar and and then they start to have their own kind of quirks and their own dynamics. And I thought that was really strong, uh, much better. Also, I thought well, we'll talk about it. We'll save that for later. So that's what I thought about that. Is I, I that my first issue, I was like, okay, all right. Well, I, I get the idea. And then as it went on, I started to enjoy the characters' relationships more. And I started to look forward to where their decisions were going to take them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Okay, that's good. I, and so I will tell you, like, as I read it again, being removed from the podcast, because... I had just, I jumped on the podcast late, did a lot of catching up and then listened to it as it was like, listened to it. Um, I don't know. I can't remember how I was listening, how I was tied to it as it was finishing up the podcast for, for this arc. So this came out not too long after I finished listening to this whole story. Right. Um, but being this far away, I was like, I don't know that I, when I'm reading it, I'm so fresh out the gate listening to the story that I got all of the beats. I'm like, oh, I remember. Yeah, that's exactly how they talk to each other, yeah, right? Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And you feel that. But when I read it the second time, I was like, oh, I know that joke because it's from the podcast. I know why um, Merle, I know why, uh, you know, him saying I rush in is funny because there's 40, there's oh. like, there's like 10 minutes of conversation as, as care as like the team of them working out, like you're just going to run in. Yeah. I'm going to run in. That's what my character would do. They would yeah. just run in. Yeah. But why would you just run it? And so you're hearing them talk about that, but in this version of it, you just get the, and I rush in and yeah, everybody yeah. goes like, son of a bit. Right. You get that. Yeah. That is a funny running joke where he's, they're like, uh, guys, you, cannot fight this he's the strongest thing that you've seen and that i've seen and then they look at him and he's like you're gonna fight him right and he's like yeah i'm thinking about yep. it <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that's that's very much like those are the kind of things where i i have an extra reason where they're funny and so i'm curious as to you did all did 
like you, you said, it got better as it went on. The timing Dude, got better of the jokes. I thought, yeah, it's it's one of the things we've talked about when we've when we've read uh, funny comics, the funny books. You know, when we, Josh, when yeah. we read these funny books, sometimes uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not so funny. Uh, it's hard in writing in general to nail comedic beats when they aren't being delivered in the form of an actor or comedian saying the line. Like if Andy Samberg isn't being like hoarded or like you know, you're like it's not funny. It's just unprint. And they got so much better once they've laid the stage of delivering those lines like I'll rush in or like you're thinking about you're going to fight him, huh? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to fight him. Uh, Those got so much better and it felt more like you're watching a film and that the the these these two dimensional characters are actually acting out these roles right. and i thought that where they where they i think a, a key point in comics in order to get comedic timing is where you place the word balloons yeah or what panel yes what panel leads to the next panel, exactly right? and so if you're not stacking those word balloons right or you're not getting that reveal page or that reveal panel uh, you know, with that joke, hit it right there. You can really mess up comedy and comics. And I thought that as this book went on, they got better and better at the comedic beats. I I agree. And I think, and that's the thing is I think they wanted to stay very true as possible to the podcast. And so you don't want to, you want to write them. So it's the three brothers are writing, you know, three brothers and their dad are, are, um, writing this after they've done the podcast so they can take as much liberty as they want and, and they can fill go back and listen to it several times and, and right and, yeah and so i i think part of it is like you don't want to betray the original story so you write them how they acted in that very first episode when none of them had played dungeons and dragons before they didn't have a feel for these characters they were fleshing them out as they go it's it's essentially improv right it's it's improv and imagine if you did improv you didn't know who your character was by like the fifth night of yeah. continually telling the, like you're, you're just doing improv soap operas right? by like the fifth night of the soap opera or fifth show of the soap opera. You're like, Oh, I know who my character is now. I know how they act. I know how they walk. I know how they, I know what mannerisms they have. And so they're able to build that over the podcast. And, and I, and going back and listening, the podcast gets so much better as it goes on well, because that, yeah. they get their characters better. And that, I feel that, you're that's, right. The issues in this do the same way. They get better as the chapters go on. You're, that's a fantastic comparison because it, it's not a comparison. Or a fantastic insight is it is improv. And that's exactly right. what happens with improv. You just you go into a scene. You don't know what's happening. You feel it out. And then the more you become that character in that scene, the more it becomes a part of you. I mean, even on a podcast like this where, yeah. where, where we're talking about subjects and we're not just, you know, um, you know, telling jokes or doing scenes is we, we fallen into like a dynamic, like I'm, uh, you know, like I play a certain role in the podcast and you, and we don't even know. It's not like intentional. It's like, well, I got to get my podcast. It's just, I'm the straight straight man. You follow it to to wrangle everybody (laughs) back in. (laughs) And I like to sing. Um, And so you find yourself and to the point where it's even easier to do the podcast now for us because it's, Oh, uh, here's the flow. Here's where, yeah. okay, I, it's time for me to distract a little bit. It just feels like we've been talking too seriously for a while. And, and if it, on the opposite side, Josh is like, time to wrangle it in. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, I thought that they, in, I thought that they encapsulated that really well. And I'm really excited to listen to the podcast to, to see, I, 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 I feel like a bunch of bells are just going to go off and right. I feel like I'm going to appreciate the craft of turning it into yeah even more once you listen but i wanted you to not listen to it because i wanted you to go in i wanted to know how it played having never listened to the it, podcast it, it because it's a weird way to do it right yeah. it's a weird method it, you know it, it, uh, without having listened to the podcast it does play kind of it, it does play like a I hate fairyland kind of uh, not, not as strong because the story isn't necessarily comp- compelling because I hate fairyland. They they're building to a thing, you know? Uh, and yeah. here um, it, it is a little bit more loose and you're kind of looking at little vignettes that 
uh, I'm sure as the story goes along, start to make a little bit more sense, or maybe they pull some things back in. But here it's like, we're in the, very much like D&D. We're in this cave, we're battling this thing. Now we're in this room and we're battling this thing. Now we're on the road and we're doing this thing. The montage yeah. was, was great when they're like, travel montage! Yeah. <laughs> so, so I want to ask you, which of these three characters, Taco, Merle, or uh, oh, Burns? Magnus, Magnus. Magnus. Which of those three characters did you enjoy the most? I know what your answer is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to know which of the which, which of them do you think is. Well, I, I don't like, know your answer. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I like Magnus. I thought Magnus was my. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magnus is the. Magnus has like we're talking about comedic timing and his because I feel like Magnus is the 12 year old me wanting to play these games like if i was D D 12 i'd be like i'm gonna you know like like let's just get to the fighting part let's just get to the fighting part and also like the way you get when you play a video game you just want to build all your character skills like yeah. i want to be good at that and i want to be good at that and i want to be good at that and i want to be good at that um so that's interesting even though as a kid though this is an interesting question for you as a kid i think i don't think i would have ever have been the warrior I, I would have, I would have been, I wouldn't have wanted to been a, be a guy. Like yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to be like a human. I would have wanted to have been some fantasy element, like an elf or a dwarf or an orc or so, you know what I mean? Like that, that's what have drawn me in. Yeah. And so I think what's interesting is you get to see in the very first episode, they talk about like, well, who's your character? Oh, this is the character I rolled out. I'm an elf. And so I was like, Oh, I'm the barbarian. And here's what I rolled. And here's what I'm really good at. And, I'm a I'm a wizard and and here's what I believe in. Here's the path I'm choosing for my wizard. You know, the the um teen bible and you know like the So are there any <laughs> other like other than you have the warrior, you have like the the elf wizard, you have the cleric uh which is basically the medicine person, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Are there any other major D&D stereotypes that I'm, well, that I'm missing? So you would have had is like a like, ranger. Is there like an empath? Oh, ranger. You, okay. You're the ranger, like the the that's bow and arrow. That's who I think I might have would, would have. That's 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 who I would have wanted to be. That's I want to be the bow and I arrow. Yeah. I often go ranger. I, I have some friends who play every month, and they live in Michigan. But every once in a while, I will like zoom in, and I'll play like a one-off character. And my one-off character is like, oh, it's the ranger. Yeah. I want like I want to be a ranger. I want to uh, wear, wear robes. I want to have thief. like a hoodie. Yes, oh, a ranger, thief. Or a thief, right? Like those are those are key. And so those are I think a ranger or a thief is what you're missing. But the funny thing is like you can see Taco plays thief all the time. Yeah. Right? He goes like, no, I'm going to loot this. Like that's that's the thing is you can see they weren't planning on this being a giant story. They thought it would just be a fun dumb thing to do is to make this with their dad. And it would be a dumb podcast to share, right? Yeah. But then they really started enjoying it and created this much bigger story. And so you can see these characters, which are sort of like tacos, a joke, funny thing to start with. As you listen to the podcast, becomes a very compelling character. Yeah. And like, so does you, each of them has this backstory that they start to build as they're going through the story arc. Much like if you were playing Dungeons and Dragons with your friend, it's all improv, right? Like, right. yeah, I rolled this character, but... I don't really know how they're always going to act until you throw a scenario in front of me. Right. 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 So I like that. I like how you can do the, I like how people do the voices too. That's, that's yeah. fun. They do yeah. voices the entire, the entire time. They have to yell at their dad because their dad keeps forgetting to do the voice. <laughs> and so like, you'll hear them be like, do it in the voice. <laughs> Yeah. Be like is this you or is this your character talking right you know, now we don't know which one it is and part of the reason why you know i talked about how these characters especially the beginning they have very similar humor and very similar you know retorts to each other is because they are family you know it's right and these brothers have been doing a podcast together for years yeah so just, they, they just, would have the same sense of humor they would have the same kind of biting remarks and comebacks yeah. and 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 whatnot towards each other and that's that's neat too that that that's in there this for me this did exist on its own as a a fun read i don't know if on its own i would continue reading it i know we're not giving recommendations or anything like that right now but i don't know but 
I, I have a feeling that once I listen to the podcast, I'm going to be compelled to read more because on it, on its surface, I was like, oh, that was fun. And the art's really cartoony. And um, the jokes, uh, I started to really get into the jokes and wanted to know what they were going to do. And it's it's fun seeing what fantasy, sci-fi, apocalyptic right. elements are going to bring in there. They're kind of genre mashing a lot towards the end. The end of this book gets very sci-fi as they kind of go up into like, the spaceship and things like that. So on its own, it's got a lot of great ingredients to enjoy. But uh, is this is this a ma- is this a hit? The comic or the podcast? The comic. The comic. Um, I you know I think it's again I think it's very niche to like I like the podcast and the podcast is very big in podcast world, right? Yeah. Like they tour and they do live episodes of this, so okay. they now will they now will do one off adventures where Griffin will write a he'll write a campaign and they'll do it in an hour and a half at a live show. So you can buy tickets to go watch them do my brother and my brother and me live, or you can watch them do an episode of adventure zone where they tell uh, a one-off improv story using these characters. Right. Right. right? So they, they are so, these three characters then, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That'd be so, fun. Would, uh, you, would you pay to go see that? Grace and I almost were going to go see it. Uh, but they, it was when we were out, we were in California. So we missed it, not this last summer, but the summer before, uh, we were like, oh, they're coming. We should go. We're like, oh, we're in California that week. So we couldn't, we couldn't go to it, but we would have gone and it would have gone and seen it. Let me talk to you about this then. So you talked about your, your, your daughter's certainly old enough to watch and consume what she wants. She's an adult. Uh, but there was something in here, you know, they swear in here, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and Unlike I Hate Fairyland, which is built around this vulgarness, the swearing in here, it's weird because it's based on a podcast, but reading it, reading it without listening to the podcast, it seems kind of forced. It seems like everything else is so family friendly that you could easily remove the swearing and it could be a book that you would give, you know, like uh, the kids could pick up at a comic book store. Um, Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? So I think the pot, like in general, the, the, my brother and my brother and me podcast is quite blue at times. It's yeah. pretty crass, yeah. right? Like, um, and so is the adventure zone. Like they, they will tell dumb, like they swear and they, they do stuff like that. So that bleeds into it. I think it's more heavy at the beginning of the podcast because they're like working out what it all is. And I think it changes over time, but there's as, definitely, as they get, like, you know, especially, we did the same thing too. We swore, it feels very we, we, swore very we swore a you lot know? more in the early episodes. Um, right. You got, it's the HBO model, dude. Yeah. You got to do everything you can first to get the listeners. That's true. Yeah, man. You're and making then, some good analogies today, brother. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of mixed, uh, a lot of mixed metaphors. You're, uh, you're, <laughs> you're in teacher, you're in teacher mode now that school started yeah. back up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I saw that and I'm like, Oh man, the art style to this and the kind of fun jokes and the tropes would be great for kids, but you have an F-bomb every fourth page, you know? Right. So it makes sure. it a little bit harder. It's not over. It's not sexy. It's not like they don't talk about, you know, like, at least in this, there's not like, oh, like you should go screw her and stuff like no, that. No, yeah. So there's nothing like the that, only but... thing that makes it not uh, family friendly are these occasional F-bombs and, th- and things like this. I would agree with you. I think that's there. I, You know, my... Um, my son would listen to parts of it with me. Right. Yeah. Um, and he thinks it's like, he would listen to the one off live ones and he thinks those are hilarious, but yeah, yeah, there's definitely some swearing and some inappropriate stuff in there. But for the most part, it's literally just people sitting around playing a game and, and just telling a story. And what's more, what's more human than listening to a story, right? Like this is a very sort of like, a shared group experience, you know, you're, you're, it's almost like you're around the campfire. You get the window every, into that world. Yeah. And everybody's telling that story. And so that's you get a to very, one of the bros. Yeah. It's a very human thing to sort of tell stories. Right. Now, one of the brothers writes this, correct? Like one of them is the actual takes the story and turns it into the yeah, dialogue. So, well, they all helped write this comic book. Okay. Uh, so they all took a, they, so it was really adapted by Clint, their dad. So their dad does, takes the podcast and writes the book. Okay. So mo, it's adapted by Clint and uh, the artist. 
but it's based on Griffin essentially writes the plot points or the, the big overarching set pieces. Uh-huh. And then each of them by what they roll or by what they say moves the story. Right. Okay. So a lot of this dialogue is sometimes just taken directly from the podcast. Some of it. Yeah. Some of yeah. it is. Yeah. Now. So, so someone writes, but then they had to hire someone to do the art. Right. Yeah. So what do you think about the art in this? I really, I like the art, but you know me, I enjoy like a cartoon. Like yeah. Yeah. I think it fits the goofiness of the, of the story. Um, I think I like how sketchy it is at times. Um, I, I thought, it worked really well. Some of my favorite parts are when their eyeballs just go to the dots. When they yeah, go to the yeah. tin, when it goes to Tintin eyeballs, I'm like, oh, I love, I love. Yes, uh, Tintin is a great description of that. Yeah, I love a good Tintin eyeball. Um, and I think that uh, Carrie draws fun monsters, right? Like, yeah, cutesy, kawaii. Right. You know, you like you have a fun. You get to do something fun. How do I make a bugbear cute? Right. How do I make, uh, uh, you know, how do I make this orc kawaii? Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I think I, I, and I like the art a lot. Um, I really enjoyed sort of what the characters look like because people were drawing tons of fan art. Yeah, I saw That's that thing. in the back. Yeah. Like nerds listen to this podcast and there's nothing nerds love more than fan art. Right. And so like, all along while they're doing this book people or while they're doing this podcast people are saying like here's my fan art here's what i think they look like here's what i here's what i think they look like um in building these different characters so i like the three i like the design that carrie has given these it feels very much like oh yep i can totally when you listen to the pod, so I did it the opposite way. I listened to the podcast, and when I read this, I'm like, oh, those are a perfect adaptation of what those characters sound like. Right. And you going backwards, I think you'll have that same thing. You'll be like, oh, they do, they sound like what they look like. You know, okay. you'll, get that, you'll get that feeling. I think, like, the, the, the imagery goes really well with these characters. Yeah, I like the cartooniness as well. I, I, I more and more I read comics for these podcasts, the more and more I appreciate uh, a cartoony, especially when the we've been reading more house style stuff and this is a yeah. nice cartoony break. I don't think I would just read cartoony style comics. It, it, the no. art is very like web, web comic-y at, it is at times. Yeah. Um, and I wonder though, do you think, would it change the entire tone of the comic if they went real like uh frizella like conan style on this i think it i don't think it's so it's comedy right so as you read as you listen to more of the podcast there's just too much comedy to do frank frizetta yeah there's just it's too it's like you well i guess you could have done a very sort of like um juxtaposition and maybe the juxtaposition would have been funny Right, because yeah. maybe a Frazetta That's barbarian, thinking, yeah, yeah, maybe a Frazetta barbarian talking the way um, you know uh, Magnus does would be funny. Yeah, maybe that Frazetta wizard. Like would they, be they did funny. that that movie, like not how high, uh, not how high, but like the one with uh, Franco and Natalie Portman and Danny McBride, uh, not High and Mighty, uh, not how high. Um, you remember that one where they were, it was like they would smoke pot and there was this fantasy world and they had mm. like, oh, okay. God, what cool world? No, <laughs> that's, a, that's a dope one too. Um, yeah, uh, so I, yeah, the juxtaposition could be interesting, but I think this also allows them to tell stories quicker. That kind of realistic art for right. as, as much story beats as there are in here. And I yeah. think a lot of comedy is that close-up. You know, almost everything is, like, framed from, like, the waist up, or it's all about the facial expressions, right? Um, right. You don't get a lot of full-body shots uh, when when they're talking. Uh, so it would kind of negate the, the need to do it in a, a realistic um, um, way. I, yeah, I just also think, like, it's a big sort of like there's a giant gelatinous cube and like that's would that have played in a right. you know what i mean like there are i think you could have done it that way but i think carrie's art really 
goes with the, the tone of yeah, the story. And it kind of fits in with like this whole kind of Rick and Morty adult swim style. We're going to tell kind of more adult humor in right. the nerd world, but we're going to use, uh, uh, you know, and that's, and child, that's child, childlike and, illustrations. Yeah. And, and that's your juxtaposition, a very cartoony character saying the F word. South Park, Simpsons, you know, like these right. type of things. Right. Yeah. What do you think? What, what's your favorite panel here, man? My man. Oh man, that's that's, that's a, a good t- question. That's a tougher one for this book, honestly. I think so because there's not a whole lot of like there's there's not like big splash pages or it, anything where there's not like, a lot of like kind of cool visuals. The coolest visual is is a splash page where they're down the well. But I'm taking that off the board because you can't pick that one. They they show like how deep the well is when they fall into the well and they do and they do that one. That's not my. Uh, it's just because that's the most artsy panel yeah so other there's than one that, I, I, i'm uh, looking around yeah. let me see there's there's one with uh the bugbear that i think is that is really good um oh man where was it at now i'm trying to find it again um yeah this one wouldn't allow me to bookmark this this copy digitally for some reason so or you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with this one because it is a pretty funny thing that's said over and over again in the in in the on page 45 i don't know if that's digital but 45 in the actual book is uh magnus lifting up the wolf to throw into the fireplace oh yeah it's got that great banner on it it. and it says i do that and so that is a that is a thing that happens all the time in the podcast where says well i do that yeah like well what do you want to so well you could blah 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 i do that (laughs) (laughs) you know or you're you rolled a 20 what does that what does that mean what well, means i do that <laughs> you know so i think i that's a re- i like that one because it's that humorous sort of beat where we're gonna play in the idea of like it's and still see, a, it's inside joke too all in one panel yeah and we're gonna play up the idea that it's it's a board game it's an inside you know that it's D D, and that you would say like well what do you do well i do that right and then um you know, but I I just think that, you know, and then Griffin goes like, oh, there's a fire pit. You know, there is a fire pit in the room. Right. And and that's kind of, you know, the D&D, you point out those things like they're playing this game for the first time. And so he goes like, well, I want to do something cool. I don't just want to cut the dog with a sword. Yeah. I want to do something cool. And, you know, one of them goes like there is a fire pit. And you're like, oh, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, you know? yeah. I didn't pick up on 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 that. I, I saw I remember that jo- that joke. But it didn't hit as hard, you know, like the. Yeah. yeah and, and so I, I like that. And I also like the look on the dog's face on that page. So what's what's your panel, sir? What's your. Uh, mine's not as um, a good of a reason as yours. I just really like the art style on uh, that whole scene where like the. Um, Everything's on fire. Yeah. And like uh, that that corner there, his. the it, of his it, eyes. It, yeah. It's Merle's um, uh, cousin. Br- yeah. Cousin. And when he's on fire, all those panels, the color, the eyes, the, the how he draws beards. I love how he draws beards and hair. It's that super shaggy, cartoony kind of way. And I just thought yeah, that she, she she does a really good job with the art. Um, and that sort of like flowy dwarf beard looks really good. I like that. Yeah. So, but I do like the the eyes in that panel are really cool. That's a really kind yeah. Of... It seems like she's like those were drawn with a lot of care i really liked all the anatomy of all these characters they're they're really funny and goofy especially taco taco's like that lanky elbows and and nose and and the the way that she draws taco it it shows that that character moves differently all the characters you can like the you know the one waddles the other one kind of struts one kind of angles you feel like you feel like taco's a very like puppety yeah very puppety yeah, almost. So you think of like, um, like would walk like a pirate a little. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah, that, yeah, gangly, that yeah, yeah, gangly. Yeah, yeah, gangly. You know that sort of very. I, yeah, I, you can see the acting in the art, and I think that's one of the things that Carrie does really well. Is although it's, you know, although it's cartoony, you get that feeling. You get okay. This is exactly how I would see that character move. I can I can see well, how it is. Also, she has the benefit of listening to hours and hours and hours and hours of visualizing right. these characters in her head, uh, as opposed to all right, will you draw this issue for me? And then that's the way you draw the characters because that's the way you start drawing them. She she got to kind of 
see these characters in her mind for quite a while before she had to draw them out. So that's interesting. Right. Right. Who, who do you recommend this one to? I think um, if you like Dungeons and Dragons, if you like a good fantasy story, if you're an adventure, if you've listened to the Adventure Zone, but you've never read the comic, it's a good companion to the podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't know for like for from what you've said, I don't know how great it is if you like it's good, but it, I think it's much better as a companion to the pot yeah. to the podcast as opposed to maybe standing by itself. But you enjoyed it, and I think what you've said is like you want to go and listen to it and maybe it has that pull for people where it is a very it's a fun romp mm-hmm. of a podcast and you get the first taste of it here and i have the second volume that i've read i have not read the third volume yet um so yeah i think as a comic on its own it's fine but i think with the podcast it could be a really potent one-two punch and i'd also recommend it for anyone who podcasts like us it's it's an it, it's it's someone in our hobby who uh is taking something that they did audio and an idea they had on a podcast and elevated that form a little bit and tried something new with it so if you're in the yeah. podcast world hey here's just something new that people are doing Right. I think, I think it's a, it's an interesting exercise to, to look at it and go like, oh, you, you that's an interesting story. I mean, it's a very interesting storytelling exercise, right? right. Like you're telling a story based on the board game. You're, you're like, you are using a board game to, or not a board game. You're using a role-playing game to help you tell a story. Your story is then con- constrained by a roll of a dice or what your character could do based on their abilities that are in that framework. Right. Right. So you tell that story within those constraints and then you're constrained further by the medium of a podcast. It's all auditory. Yeah. Right. So your methodology of, of telling your story is in this constrained box. Mm -hmm. And now you've taken something that's constrained by something else that's constrained. And then you go, I'm going to tell it in a medium that's pictures, right? It's not a movie. I can't do the same things I would do on film or in a cartoon. So it's constrained in a different way. Right. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very interesting way of, of, of it's an interesting exercise to kind of listen to then you'll have your own image in your head and then to see how they took what they heard and translated it is an interesting sort of thing. I think that's why I I was interested. That's why I agreed to read this because I I liked the, the storytelling um, balls that these guys had. And like, like you said, you put it perfectly each, the story on its own and three different levels has its own constraints. So the story is formed by those constraints and then is also transformed by those constraints. Uh, Right. And I thought that, that, that is, I'm like, that's uh, interesting. I would have, do they talk in their podcast at all about the experience of? Yeah, they have episodes that are called uh, the Adventure Zones, the the Adventure Zone Zone. Okay. So it's, they essentially go like, here's an episode where people ask us questions. It's like a question and answer. And then they kind of talk about the process. Okay. So those episodes are really interesting because you get to hear them sort of break down what it looks like. And Griffin talks about how he wrote it or how he would write this really elaborate thing. And then the three of them would just blow past it because they figured out some dumb way to get rid of it. Right. 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 So in this, you see them fight that big robot, right? Well, while they're playing it, you've got, you know, uh, um, Travis goes, well, I want to throw a chain into it. Is there, you said there was chains hanging around the room. I'm going to grab one and I'm going to throw it in its gears. Yeah. And like at the DM, you go like, well, shit, I told you they were chains. Yeah. You have a roll. If you make the roll, you get to pull the chain down. If you make the roll, it gets, you get to throw it at it. Yeah. Well, shit, you like, and then as a DM, you have to go, well, I could say, no, it doesn't work. But then I lose my credibility as the DM because I told you the information. And why wouldn't it work, right? Right, right. You made the very successful role to get the chain in there. And we know that if you were to lock up the wheels on something, you would, you if you grind the gears, you break it. Okay. So you may not have to have had all of its hit points damaged, but you essentially... 
one question. I know this yeah. seems like a question at the beginning. Does a DM is a DM working with the team, working against the team, or like how is, do do they celebrate I, with 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 the people as they go through it? Because this guy kind of celebrates the character in the I, comic, kind of celebrates I, their victories. I think it depends on the DM. Yeah, I, you could be the DM who wants to win, but really, as a DM, you don't want to kill your characters because then the point of Dungeons and Dragons isn't to like lose yeah or to win that's i mean ultimately it's to like defeat whatever this thing is but as a dungeon master you want to nudge them and as a dungeon master you kind of want to like go okay well what do you want to do yeah i think we can make that work and then you adapt the story to the things you're doing um but i think it like you don't want to i don't think you want too brutal of a game because how fun is that right like i don't know that's that's the point yeah yeah and then it, becomes, wanna, then it becomes like too like competitive and too like well, you're a you know. storyteller as the dungeon master, you end up being the, the sort of you're setting all the pieces up. Do yeah, you yeah. want to like end your story before yeah. you get to the, you're, next you're piece? the omniscient narrator. Yeah. 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 Then, then yeah. your story just collapses and you're done. Right. And you don't want that. You want yeah. your story to go on. So you want to help them, but maybe not too much. You don't want you want to hurt them because you want them to have to make tough decisions, right? But you don't want to hurt them too much. Yeah, right? your job is to place obstacles in front of them, right? Yeah. And I think one of the things. So after they play Dungeons and Dragons, they move on to a different game, and in that game, one of their characters dies because they don't play D and D anymore. They're playing a different a different role playing game with a different set of rules and different dice rolls and stuff yeah. like that. And one of the characters dies because that game, your consequences are much higher. And that game is essentially built to like, well, you might die, but you just another character, like you end up being another character who meets these people. Right. Okay. Um, So, but it was weird. They talk about it and they say like, we, it was something we never would have done in the adventure, like in the original, in the balance campaign with Dungeons and Dragons, because we didn't like, it just didn't seem like that was right, but it felt right for the story they were telling in this next game to say like, well, this person made a big sacrifice right. and they roll crappy. Yeah, yeah. So we'll let you win. We'll let you save this thing. If you let your character die. Ah. And so for the sake of the story as a player, you go like, well, I want the story to go on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I want this moment so yeah, I'll let my character die. And then it's the dad's. So the dad's character hey, dies. Well, it's, not this, it's not in this story. <laughs> it's the next story that they're doing. Um, so, and that's like two stories ago uh, or two games ago. Um, so you, like, you get to see them make these decisions and it's interesting to hear them talk about it afterwards. Okay. Right on. So here, here's what I want to know, Travis. Do you want to play Dungeons and Dragons? Did this make you yes, want to play Dungeons and Dragons? Absolutely it did. And I want to be a dungeon master. I want to be I a want, dungeon master, man. Can you be my dungeon master. Yeah, I'll be your dungeon master. I'll be if your dungeon I, master. If I send you a couple PDFs of some rule books, yeah, uh, I, will I want you. you to, there's one that's based on Stranger Things. It's called Stranger Stuff, uh, and it's an '80s. You're like '80s uh, teenage. Your '80s teenage. Can a mall baby eat chili fries? Can a mall baby eat chili fries? You get to be like mall kids and like your weapons are like a baseball bat from my garage or like I have a, you know, I have a cassette tap, you know, like I brought my Walkman with me. Yeah. If you rewind the Walkman you rewind time, you know, that type of thing. You could make it it that way if you want to. It's in that sort of like stranger things, Goonies, explorers. Yes. Yeah. Paper paper girls. Yeah. Paper girls. Really? Exactly. Um, so, all right. That's good to know. That's good. I, Travis and I will be starting our new podcast where we do <laughs> live Dungeons and Dragons playthroughs. Um, but yeah, dude. All right. That was fun. I, I Completely different, you know, coming uh, off of, you know, a lot of superhero books. This was a really fun. It was a good uh, palate cleanser, I think. It was. It was an excellent palate cleanser. It was really fun to go through. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm going to listen to that. When we're, when we're done off here, I got some errands to run and I'm going to listen to the podcast while I'm doing it. So you have to go to the way back to episode one hopefully that it's not one of those podcasts where they lock it up and you have to go buy like the oh you'll, okay. you'll be able to go okay. 
Okay. You can go back to episode episode one uh, and listen to them. There might be two versions of episode one. Okay. Uh, because one of them's like the long one where we didn't edit out all of this stuff. Sure, and one sure. of them were edited. Um, but yeah, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, go check out The Adventure Zone. Here there be Gerblins uh, by the McElroys with Carrie. Uh, I'm just going to say her last name wrong. Peach wrong. Um, and, uh, and go check that out. And uh, you can find all of our episodes on the website, comicexposure.com, or on Apple Podcasts, or on Google Podcasts, or on Spotify. Uh, give us them ratings, them five stars. Uh, smash that bell, uh, or whatever the kids say these days. Smash um, that bell. Smash that bell. Um, and then, uh, you, you know, share the podcast with the folks. And uh, Travis and I are putting together our list. So let's let's talk about what the episodes we have coming up are, man. Let's let's we've got, get that. We've got Savage Sa- Savage Town. Uh, Savage Town. Declan Shelby book. We have Pulp, the Brubaker Phillips book. Uh, we have some Wonder Woman, that Wonder Woman uh, black. Uh, dead Earth. Yeah, Dead yeah, Earth. Blood- Earth. Uh, we've got um, uh, some Judge Dread. Uh, I think we're going to do America. Um, uh, uh, well, that one is still, I, I'm going to check that one out. Uh, and and for our, uh, we're looking oh, at Basket Full of Heads yep. by Joe Hill will be one a of those spooky too. October book. Yeah, absolutely. And I, so. think, I think we're also going to tackle a volume of a- Alias. We're going to go, yeah, we talked right. about it. Yeah. We talked about it on Marvelous Summer. One of the holes we think that we want to fill. Uh, is to go read some uh, some Marvel Knights, and so we're gonna go read uh, we're gonna read the first not the first trade, not the first omnibus volume, but the first trade of of Alias. So I'm, I'm like nine to nine issues, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in, and Travis and I will see you next trade or campaign. <laughs>